0: Hi. Each week I bring you stories from people who are doing amazing things, people who have overcome adversity and, and got themselves into places and then managed to get themselves out of there. But if we're going to continue um, with real conversations and we have to recognize that not everybody has made their way out the back of serious situations... With this in mind, today's guest is somebody who's still in the thick of it. Someone who's still in the thick of of a drink addiction. And whilst normally I bring stories with lots of lessons and and introspection and articulation, this week is very much, this is what it's like in the trenches with an addiction, struggling with it, having not got to the tipping point, having not got out the back. It's uh, confronting in places um however nevertheless it's still a very real conversation so this week i give you james hello and welcome back to wa real i'm your host bryn edwards wa real brings you real stories of real pe- real and fascinating people here in western australia a lot of us like a drink whether to unwind get in the party mood or just for the meal it's part of australian culture but in the culture where a drug is not, where, where a drug is not just legal, but also shows socially acceptable, even to the point of getting drunk. What happens when this goes too far? We'll be exploring this today with my guest, James. Born and bred in WA, James had his first drink at the age of 12, where he said all the drinks aligned. Now at the age of 31, he still battles with drink and we're going to get into that story today. James, uh, welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> thank you very much. Were all my drinks aligned? No, you, you, I, I think uh, was you it meant, all the, the planets, planets the, aligned. the planets aligned. Yes, they so, did. I was very young and I was very uh, malleable and I was very much teased in school, in high school, yeah. you know, because I was, uh, this is year eight when I was yeah. 12, turning 13, and I was bullied and then it was my mum's 40th and i had my i stole some alcohol from the the family you know the the mum's uh, alcohol bucket the like you do when you are like you do when you're 12 years old and jesus christ did everything i was just invincible and i was invincible and but i didn't drink for another Oh, God, it would have been nine months, nine, 12 months. It would have been, yeah, so it wasn't too long. You know, it was just an amazing feeling. That, that very first time. That first time, I, oh, I can't even explain that. <laughs> Like, And, I'm, you know, I'm still doing it now. So, yes, it, yeah. it was very exciting for me at 12 years old. So is that where it all started? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I know I had to play soccer. I had a soccer game football for the English listeners, uh, I had a soccer game at 8.30 in the morning because mum's 40th was up at my uncle's farm and we had to drive back and my mum's boyfriend at the time, which is an, another whole different area of topics, all the boyfriends that she had d- during my adolescence. But, yeah, I got up and went to that game. But, yeah, just that night was it was a... It was a magical thing. It was a magical thing. Is that is that what possibly got you hooked? It. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that night. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't that night. I mean, there was an anchor point there that anchored it, anchored my feelings there at that night. But uh, marijuana was my first, first real love. For sure, yeah. And how yeah. old were you when when you first started that? Oh, well, that was before I had my first drink, so I was just turned twelve then as well. Uh, but that was just exciting. And then everyone was smoking pot in high school. Everyone yeah. was smoking pot, so I mean, no one was no one was really drinking at you know thirteen, twelve, thirteen. So it was just a lot of a lot of marijuana, chasing marijuana. Where could we get our next? Bag of weed, you know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That was that was that was our life. Yeah, that was. We and got how us- long did that go on for? That went on from, geez, Uh early year nine. So, uh you know, thirteen to I was just uh, late, late year eleven. Oh, well, early year twelve, and then I. Had a psych- <laughs> psychotic episode and it right. put me right. But we—that was our—that was our, our daily. You know, we get. Mum used to give us five bucks for lunch. Five bucks for lunch. Yeah, you know, it doesn't sound like much, but we we just not eat. Yeah, you know, we used to steal the chocolate milk and then uh, drink that, and then we would just chuck in the five bucks for the weed, and then and yeah. And this it was, was it at school or bunking off school or? At, no, no, be at school. At school. Uh, but no, we wouldn't smoke at school. We'd wait, and we had a best mate live next door, like literally parallel to our school we're at. And then, but I, everyone kept smoking, and I tried to, and I was the biggest, probably one of the biggest smokers. Like I could do the most, and that's was my my uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was just it was like I could do the most. I could I could whip the biggest. Cones, the biggest billies and then the start of year 12 I wigged out and I oh, I'd never had wigged de- out, maybe. I'd never had depression before and I didn't know what depression was right I never had it and I thought I'd gone crazy I thought I'd abs- absolutely gone so crazy what, what was that happening for you it was a repetitive thought and what was the repetitive thought oh do you want do you, really you <laughs> want to know this it's this is a, this is it's a very intrusive uh, question there. And this is, I mean, <laughs> I guess we are going deep, aren't we, We're on a podcast. Um, there was a song on the radio and it was about a Peter's trumpet. I was thinking about this today, actually. There was this song about a Peter's trumpet. I was like, I'm never going to forget that song because I always forgot it when it came on the radio. I never, and I was like, I'm never going to forget it. I'm going to remember this song. I'm going to remember this Peter's trumpet song. And I always did when it came on the radio. But then one day I was, I wasn't even stoned. I wasn't even stoned at all. And I was like, what if, uh, what if I never stopped thinking about this Peter's trumpet song? And then I said, thought, uh, what if it just stopped? What, What happens if I never, never stopped thinking about this song? And then it was like a click. And then this, this thought, this, this paranoid, anxious, it was the most disgusting thought you could ever have, that was stuck in my mind, and that so fall, you're always going to start thinking about Peter. Oh, it was this Peter's trumpet. It was just Peter's trumpet. Sure. Peter's trumpet. Peter's trumpet. Trump. Like I, I just curled up in a ball. From that moment, I had that thought, where and it was just the most horrible thing. And I curled up in a ball. Mum was working full time, so she couldn't really take care of me. But I'm just, I didn't go to school. Stop going to school and this is the start of year, yeah, start of year twelve. I was curled up in this ball and it was just for weeks. I was just curled up, curled up, curled up, and then it was just we went on holidays and I was still just curled up. Read the you know? Peter's Trumpet. Oh, it was but the Peter's Trumpet formed into this emotion and the emotion it was just this thick uh this thick binding it was like this giant uh, uh some some gross black lightning bolt had just gone through me and it just put me to the ground. Right. And so I just uh, so I stopped smoking weed straight away. Stopped smoking stop stopped smoking pot straight away. Ever done it since? Oh yeah. Oh god, I smoke all the time now. Right. Well, no, but I didn't for nine months. Yeah. Which was and but it wasn't it wasn't nap. It was the fact that I was wagging school all the time. I had nothing to do. It was just my mind was in such a limbo. And then this just sort of boom. And then so you I, think it's the product
0: of all the weed that you're smoking
1: at a young age? It was a it was a collaboration of many things. It was my demotivation for anything. And oh, I just, I was just, my dream was to be a hippie down south in our, right. in, in Marga River yeah. and just to be, smoke weed all day. And that was my ultimate dream. And then this happened where I was just curled up in a ball. And then, uh, so I was, then I ca- sort of came good because I was playing a lot of sport as well. I was playing a bit of sport. I was playing lacrosse. I was lacrosse. I was pretty good at that. And then I had a beer. And my God, did that fix the problem? Yeah.
0: Oh, of the Peter's
1: trumpet and the bolt and the. It just pushed it all down. Yeah. And it said, see you later. I'm all good. I'm happy now, man. Yeah. That was fantastic. And whenever I had a problem, I just get a long neck, just one long neck, you know, like a, you know, a King Brown. And V B was the beer I used to drink back when I was seventeen. And well, I still drink it now, I guess. But it just it saved my life, really. Cause I was I would have killed myself if I'd kept going with the way I was thinking, for right. sure. Alcohol saved my life at that time. At that time. At that time. And were your
0: friends drinking it as well at that point? Yeah. So yeah. then it became It became it became
1: Socially acceptable. Oh, of, co- of course, but, and you know, and uh, it was certainly socially acceptable, but it was more than that. It was, you know, everyone was looking to because I, I was, I was the best drinker. I was. So you gone from being the best smoker now to the best? Drinker. Oh God, yeah. Well, I. If I was the best smoker, I was the I was the Roger Federer of drinking. I was I was all time best. Yeah, and. I, and I, sad to say, I still bloody am at this. Fuck. Uh, uh-huh. And it got me in a lot of trouble Good. growing up. In what way? Uh, <laughs> what way? Every single aspect that you can think of. You 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 ask me a question, I'll tell you where where it ruined me. <laughs> Relationships. Uh. Drivers' licenses. Uh, injuries. Injuries is probably the worst one. Uh, I hurt myself a lot. What, just from falling over this, that the other? Uh, yeah, falling over, I guess you could say that. Um I used to, Oh my god. Uh, being drunk, I would be very, very keen to do anything. Peer pressure. Peer <laughs> I suffered a lot under peer pressure. Yeah, and the, wor- the worst one was, I think I've, you know, we've mentioned this before, the um, jumping off the building. Yeah, jumping. yeah, that it was, was a twenty-four foot building. Twenty-four meters. Yeah, it was the roof of tw- twenty. Yeah, six. The roof of a six-story building, so it was essentially seven stories and. I tried to jump into a tree and I missed (laughs) missed the tree. tree. I missed the tree and I fell 24 metres and I landed on my legs and broke every bone in my body. Both my legs shattered my pelvis, my sacrum, which is your your bum bone, your lower backbone, all my spine, the whole right side of my ribs, two of my left ribs, both my lungs collapsed. And it was just lucky. The ambulance got there. I had a mate on the ground and he, uh, he, somehow the ambulance was there in three minutes and they've just, you know, there's two big scars under my underarms now. And they got there and they just boom because they knew I was going about to die. So they just put these things, uh, whatever, to drain the blood out of your lungs and I survived. And my dad was in Italy and my brother was up north. And they've got phone calls saying...
0: Why did you jump off the
1: building? I was trying to jump into a tree. But how did you get to
0: the point of wanting to jump off a building into a tree?
1: Oh, we'd been at a... It wasn't even a party, I don't think. It was, uh, oh, just a lot of ecstasy and a lot of alcohol. Right. Yeah, and I was like, I'll race you down. (laughs) So we'd all climbed up to the top of the building. Yeah. And we watched the sunrise it was beautiful i can't really remember that but um don't know why they didn't hold me back but i said i'll see you down there something like that i now I have no re- recollection i really don't have any recollection of any of being on the roof or of landing oh absolutely not no 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 way i don't remember jumping right. i don't remember so jumping it was just a blur it was the the last photo of me was holding a bottle of like a liter of vodka, about twenty meters up, um, twenty minutes before we even climbed up, and that's the last thing that I remember. And we're up there with. How yeah. old are you at this point? I'm thirty one now. Now I was twenty. It was two thousand twelve, so I think I was twenty. Just turned twenty six. Yeah, mm. just turned twenty six. And how long were you in hospital after that? Though? I was in hospital for I was in hospital for 12 weeks so it's not quite three months but I was off work for 10 months and I was in a wheelchair for a long time after I got out of hospital. but I started drinking nearly uh, you know 10 days. I, I couldn't even move couldn't even move out of the bed, but I had a girlfriend that would just bring me down drinks and so just, So it, it,
0: mm. lying there in hospital with the legs broken and everything, mm.
1: that's that's not the turning point. No, no, it wasn't. And that It's horrible. Like, you know, my dad, I don't have much to do with really. He was like, hey, how the fuck? He calls me Jamie. You know, fucking hell, Jamie. What? What? What is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, oh, I don't know, Dad, mate. I don't, I don't bloody know. Have you got any idea? I've no idea. No, it was oh, at that time. I've got a, an idea now. Yeah. Ugh. God, do I? Don't know. I don't know. I still know. I'm still. I'm still very confused. I'm still very yeah. confused. But at that time, the more. Anyone would have a go at me. I'm like, well, fuck you. What about drinking? Yeah, I'll, I'll show you how much I. Yeah, I'll show you how much I can drink. Yeah, yeah. Back and to that, being
0: invincible.
1: Oh, of course. And I think there's so many addicts out there that the people go around the wrong way. Like mum, this time last year, mum came up to me, and she's cr- or dad dad's holiday house, and she rocked up and she was crying and she's just screaming like, what? And I was like, you know, I didn't. Obviously, say anything, I was just like in this <laughs> fetal position. But I was like, "This is obviously not going to help my mental state." You know, you, I don't want to say you idiot because she's my mum. I love, yeah. love my mum. But it's just like this is not. And she knows this now. Yeah. She knows this now. But like, this is not going to help me. It's not going to help me. You coming to me, shaking me, crying. Don't you think that's just going to build this? Because anxiety is my biggest issue. Right. Yeah, and that's anything like that. Anxiety is
0: a fear of the future.
1: What are you scared of
0: at the future? Fear of the future, you reckon?
1: Well, of course it is.
0: Yeah, as opposed to depression. Which of course is it is. The
1: yeah. Uh, ah, very interesting. Very interesting concept you have there. Um, well, do, do you not think anxiety can be a, a past issue that you're worried, you're worried about in the future, aren't you? Yeah. Ah, God, you stumped me there. Ah. Oh. Well, that is my biggest foe, worrying about the future. Huge, huge anxiety. Huge. I was when to pick up my bike before. You know, it's been in there for four weeks. I thought they might have. The thoughts that I get when I'm worrying about the future are just next level. How do you mean? How do you know they're different to anybody else's? They're probably not, but I deal with it in a very toxic way. Right. I drink. Then you have to oh, s- yep. smash off that feeling. Yep. Not, yeah, exactly. I'm going to numb this right now, and that's what I've been doing for and it comes back to that feeling of the Peter's trumpet. And that. how am I going to get rid of that? Have a sip of, you know, a beer, the beer, it just fixed it. And now I've just learned that is the only way. And it's so, and anyone can say, you know, it's not going to help. Go for a run, do, do some exercise, you know, draw a painting, whatever. I can't, there's no quicker fix than. Even thinking alcohol, you know, even thinking, you know, on the drive to the bottle shop, it is just a very ha- happy nostalgic. Oh, oh God, I sound horrible. I sound like such a boozer. Anyway, yeah, but <laughs> funnily enough, yeah, yeah, funnily enough, and but it's it it honestly. And for all the alcoholics out there, they'd be, they could empathize with what I'm about to say. It is it's the ultimate fix. It is, it blocks it. I don't know how it bloody works, but it does. You know, it's just numbs it off. It, it numbs, but not only numbs, it, it, it accentuates, uh, the problem in a positive way. And you're like, what was I worrying about? Look at this. Let's send off some emails that way. Let's, You know, like today. I was fucking hungover this morning. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. And like so I tried to cancel this whole podcast. Yeah. I tried to cancel the whole bloody thing. And you're like, what about 4 o'clock? I was like, oh, so I called my friend. He's like, just do it. She was just like, just buddy, do it. I was like, fucking hell. I can't really move at the moment. And so I had a big sleep. Well So sort of the tennis was on low, and Djokovic won, which is good. And like even to get up, I went. I went to the bottle shop before here. You know, there's no way I could have come here, in the state I was in. Right. So now, now that's a perpet- that's just a perpetuating thing. Oh yeah, of course. Mm. God, that is the, that is the life of the alcoholic. The, you wake up, it you've nearly nailed it. You've nearly nailed it. And I think you. Yeah, you've got it. You've got it. You wake up, you feel shit. You're laying in bed and you want to you want to sleep but you can't. You can't sleep and you're laying there with this feeling in your stomach that is just anxiety ridden. It's like it, it it consumes you. This whole uh this it's not even a hangover. It's, I I don't get hangover. I don't know what a hangover is. I don't I don't get headaches and you know bleh, vomit. I don't do that. Right. I just get this this ah uh, this alien inside me it's just this I'm consumed by this feeling and I can't explain what the feeling is, but it all I can say is is anxiety even though I haven't done really anything wrong, if I've done this but even if I've done the slightest thing wrong, yeah it will just consume me it will eat me up and so all I can think about is alcohol the only the quickest fix, the best thing. The easiest, the easiest, that the most convenient is alcohol. Because it's so readily available. Oh, God. So, so was what, what time does Dan Murphy's open? Nine, nine o'clock this morning. There you go. I was there. <laughs> yeah, I was there at nine o'clock at Dan Murphy's next to McDonald's. Yeah, um, yeah, geez. Oh, God. Sorry, Mum. <laughs> uh, it's horrible. Have you ever
0: known a time of stillness without those? Stillness. Yes. There's a lot of, as I sit and listen to you, there's a lot of like, there's this nervous anxiety and this like alien building up and this uh, emotion and a sense that you talk about that comes into you. And then it's like, oh, I've got to numb it off. I've got to get rid of it. Have you ever known a time where it's not there and there's almost like this stillness or calmness?
1: Exercise. When I exercise, I used to exercise a lot. I used to work on the mines, and I started running. Mm. I used to be a good runner. I was always a good runner.
0: Yeah, I'm still. I think Is I, this I still that? While you're at school, or during
1: twenties, or? Oh, forever. Yeah, I was a. I was the best runner in primary school. I didn't yeah. run in high school because I smoked so much pot. But then I, but I was a state the cross player, you know, through high school. I was a. Yeah. Love my sport. Lacrosse, especially, which is a very obscure sport, but there was, I was a mid, mid midfielder, so I would just up and run back and yeah. forth. But run right into your throat yourself. Oh, uh, I that was the like the only thing that's kept me alive has been exercise, right? I'd be dead without it because I would punish myself with exercise, right? I'd be on a you know, a 12, 13. 25 day bender, and the day that I wouldn't be drinking, if I didn't have any booze, I would put my running shoes on and I would just go for a 10k run and just hurt myself, like but painfully hurt myself. Yeah, and I was even though it sounds it doesn't sound very nice, but just really there's a logic oh, it cleared me up, and and that's I'm addicted to everything, I'm very manic. Yeah. Like, uh, as soon as I get my fingers into something, I'll just, I love it. And then, but alcohol is the only one that's been really long-lived. Everything's short-lived otherwise. Yeah. Mm.
0: So he's asked you about the stillness. So you get a stillness (laughs) after you've exercised? I get the stillness
1: during. 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 And then, yeah, after. There's a very beautiful feeling after a heavy workout. Like that, yeah. yeah. It's like after a hard day's work, you know. It's just that nice, but then, oh, deserve a beer now, don't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Have you ever got to a point of actually scaring yourself?
1: Uh, not with alcohol. Not with alcohol. Not even the jumping off the... Oh, no, no. The building, the building, jumping off the building, absolutely not. Did it scare you. no. No, it scared everyone else. Right. Like I said, I was in, I was in a coma for a couple of days. I was out of it for two weeks. There's so many painkillers in me. I couldn't even think before they'd moved me to the rehabilitation center. So I was quite lucky in that respect. <laughs> and I feel horrible for my family that thought I was going to die. But like I said, my dad was in Italy. Hmm. My brother was up north, yeah, and just all my friends and family were at the hospital when it happened. They all thought I was going to bloody die. But I, I had nothing to do with that. I've, it's 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 so it's sorry to say that I've never really. Last year, last year, this time last year when I was sleeping, I had two nights on the streets. It was probably... Where it really hit home that I have something wrong with me. Right. Yeah. And was
0: that because you just couldn't get home or you didn't have a home? or
1: I've been kicked out. I was actually living here on Hampton Road. And I was, yeah, I had a house here. I was there. And, but then I um, was evicted swiftly. And so I was at my grandma's sister's, my great aunt. I was staying hers and I stole all her alcohol. And so I just don't know what it it was. I I could have gone to my dad's or my friends, but I think uh, what's the word? Pride? I don't know. Embarrassment? Shame? Mm. Yeah. Probably shame. The shame of everything. I... My auntie dropped me an AA meeting on Princess Road in Netherlands, Claremont, I think it was, and I I'd had a, I'd a bottle of wine down my pants. She drove off. I walked into the park, drank a bottle of wine, and just put myself under this palm tree that was hanging like a – this palm tree was lapping down and I just slept there. And the sprinklers came out at like four in the morning and that's really when it – Sort of hit home that I was not in a good way when this water started pouring on me. I'm sitting down there with my empty bottle of wine, and I've got out of there and grabbed this dirty mat and laid in a children's bloody playground at this time last year. So it was school holidays, you know, and ugh. And I've. Uh,
0: that was it. Is that your turning point?
1: Oh, or, or the
0: heaviest point
1: so far. That was, yeah, God, I wish it was the heaviest. The heaviest, that was it. That was it there. Yeah. yeah. And then I went to my friends and I said, I've I've had enough of this. I can't, I'm going to die. I'm Like I was literally, I was going to die if I kept drinking like I was. So I was just, I would, I would have stolen off anyone just to get a drink. And then, I, so I called my dad, who I'm not super close with. Hmm. I called him and I said, "Come pick me up, please. I need I need help because he has a big house, and you know, just and his wife was away. And so I went there, and he looked after me. I went to the doctor, and we did a home detox with the um, the necessary requirements. What's the um, home details oh it's just just Valium just yeah. anything that's gonna get you off the off the source you know just to stop the date to stop the withdrawals, yeah really, and the cravings with well, that I mean, it was fantastic but, uh, yeah uh, but <laughs> there's a there's a mini story inside that which is i don't know if it's should be relevant for the podcast, but it was it was very. Uh, it was not helpful for my with with, with my recovery at the time. Right. Um, mm. Well, Ben your he does. Ben, my dad's was fine, but he thought I stole his grandma's gold. Right. So the whole time I was there, he just caned me. Where's the gold, Jamie? Because calls me Jamie. Where's the gold? Where's the gold? I was like, Dad. I don't have your fucking gold, you know. I'm mm. I'm here, like I like I'm I'm so stoked that you've let me into your house. Cause kicked me out when I was nineteen. Well, I was there. For, I was there for like four weeks. Yeah, didn't have a bar of it. kicked me out. Was, yeah, I was there for eight days. The whole time, from day one, he thought I stole his gold. Right. And so I was just like, fuck you. I'm talking to him. The whole like, we, were, we were civil. And he was really nice but every, every afternoon he'd come down, where's the gold, where's the gold? So I'd be on phone to my brother and sister like, dad is off his bloody head. Anyway, so I finally left. I went and stayed at my sister's and I was yes. fully sober and it was a really nice experience staying at my sister's and her partners. He calls me. Oh, no, he didn't call me. He just messaged me. Oh, lemon, the lemon squashes on my face or something. Found the gold. His wife found the gold where exactly where it was. He'd been anyway. This it's not relevant to the story. Yeah. So you you're almost clean then, and then Mm, yeah. But the excitement, the excitement of a drink. Oh, there's nothing excitement
0: and anticipation.
1: It's nothing else like it. There's nothing else like it, especially the hiding the. The, the secrecy of drinking is just a really... The secrecy, I mean... It, oh, it, yeah. H- how do you mean? Because
0: d- does it... I mean, does it, it... How does the fact that you've got Dan Murphy's and you've got bars and uh, drinking is legal and it is very much part of Aussie culture. We've got <laughs> Australia Day coming yeah. up, which is a good session. <laughs> and... You know, how how much does that help and not help it all at the same time? It is a... And then where's this secrecy come from?
1: This time of year is a very difficult time and it always has been. Uh, coming up to Australia Day is... Uh, it's, it's just a fanatical time of year where everyone seems to be on it and I'm... Just, um, I'm, i I'm honest. I'm, a, I'm, am a bit lost. It's just since uni's been out, you know, I'm just. I need uni to come back. I'm just. I'm lost. I'm an Uber driver, which is insane because I've never done Uber drunk. Or that's a lie. But um, is uh, next question, please. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just saying. Yeah,
0: how easy or hard. Is it with having it so... It's so
1: hard. That? It's so hard. And especially my friends love drinking. Yeah. So my certain, good certain. friends. And it is just bloody, it's, it's bloody difficult. Are I, they in the same boat as you or are they... Oh, oh I've got friends... Oh, it, 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 it's the uh, same boat. It's very, it's so uh, different for lots. I've got friends that are worse than me, but they work full time. Right. And I've got friends that work, you know, fly and fly out. The worse than me, but they've still got those jobs. Like when I was FIFO, I was worse than I am now, but I'd always You'd come back and oh, binge. Yeah. And then- exactly. So now I don't really have too much to do. The silly government just keeps giving me money <laughs> and um, I take full advantage of that. Yeah. Mm.
0: So what would it really take to get you to stop?
1: Oh, well, God, it's a bloody good question, that one. Um, well, I've got this. I'm seeing a girl at the moment and she broke up with me three days ago. I took her down to my family at Christmas. Took her down to see my cousins, and that wasn't enough. She so she broke up with me three days ago, and that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. Uh, what would be enough? You know what? It'd almost be me drink driving, hitting a child. That's what it would take. It'd be something that extreme. It'd be it's horrible as it is to say. Mm it would takes an extremity just like that, something grossly. I, I can't. I honestly, I can't see any other way out.
0: Have you ever thought about leaving the state, leaving the country? Uh,
1: no, no, never, never thought about it, no. My degree, I can't do anywhere else, and I love my degree that I'm doing. Um so i i don't know I, I just i'm i'm very i'm i'm in a i'm in a funny position Hmm.
0: seem very um stuck
1: <laughs> yes that is a perfect word perfect word i am stuck i am stagnant yeah and i am just just Simmering and simmering, something's going to happen. But
0: I don't Lots of stuff has. What does this do for your sense
1: of identity?
0: As numbs it, Jimmy. <laughs> as completely
1: numbs it. I don't want an identity. Almost. I, I don't know. I. I don't. I want to be completely. What does that mean? No, God, mum's gonna to listen to this, I don't want to say that. Um, I've got thought. Um Can you repeat the question? What what does this do what, what does all this do for
0: your own sense of identity you 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 know, as James, as a man?
1: Well, naturally it hinders it, for sure, <laughs> because it is just it is it's an easy way out of facing your own being really it's 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 a simple way out of being who you are and it's 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 so easy to just wake up go to the bottle shop let's let's just have a drink and then yep i'm done you know i don't have to face anything for that day. oh of course not it's fine <laughs> Everything's fine, and people talk to you when you've had a few dreams. Oh, you sound well. Oh well, yeah, I do, don't I? And then it just boosts that. Oh, maybe I'll have some. It's not like that. It's not. It's a. It's a horrible, horrible gift, which I know the uh, the oxymoron that it is. The, mm. uh, it's
0: a horrible gift. So, what have you learned about yourself thus far?
1: In terms of strengths, in terms of weaknesses. Oh God. We're going deep now, aren't we? <laughs> strengths. Strengths. Oh, let's, start with, oh, let's start with weakness. No, I'll start with strengths. I learned that I'm very coordinated, I'm very clever. I'm good at writing. I'm good at playing music. I'm good with the girls. And I... Uh, Now, I'm very charming even when I – and mostly when I'm drunk. Yeah. Without alcohol, I'm a very quiet, subdued, withdrawn human being. So alcohol, that's really – everything I know and everything – like I thank alcohol for everything I've done, really done and chosen and, you know, I wouldn't be anywhere without it. Which is just the irony of the whole situation, yeah. And and what was the other one? Yeah, and where's the areas?
0: You know, what are some of the, what yeah. are some of the worst you've found about yourself?
1: The worst, the worst that I I don't know myself. I don't know myself at all. Mm. I don't know how to love myself. I don't know how to love other people. I'm very selfish. I will do anything for the next drink. I'm mm. manipulative very manipulative it's almost the reverse of what you
0: said is your strength
1: yeah absolutely same
0: same and, same strength same abilities just yeah. with different oh, focus
1: oh they're exactly very well picked up yes and they are on the same yeah if you if you had a drawing and you stuck them both out yeah yeah they'd be on the same level yeah for sure without a doubt I'm um, I'm a horrible person, but then I'm the best person. Yeah. But you don't seem to know yourself. No, absolutely. No. I, I, how can you when you've been, even if it's not alcohol, it's something, you know, the antidepressants, the, the benzos, the weed. It's just, I can't, I've never, I've never since I was what, 13 years old been sober headed. Right. Mm. Never been clear minded. Even in rehab, you know, it's the antidepressants. So you can you just feel yeah. numb. For me, anyway. I mean, you, there's happy times, but boring. It's just I get I guess I get bored easy. I don't know. I don't know what my problem is. I don't know what I'm missing. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me, Bryn. Tell me. I don't it's not know. My job to tell you what you meant. Tell me now. It's
0: job <laughs> to find it. So, what would you want to? What do you want to share with the listeners from this,
1: Jay's? Um, share for the listeners, Jay's. Um, well, especially my well, the people that are drinking heavily. Seek help, uh, admit your faults. Admit—that's the biggest one. Admit, admit that you have a problem is just like the key to everything. Mm. I mean, there's, it's got that's got its faults in its own right, but that's the first step. Um, admit you've got a problem, seek help, and uh, go from there. No, I can't. It's that's it, such. A difficult question, that one. Mm. The, what are uh, just, you know, it's and it's so easy to say, just go and get help. But it's it's not like that. It's not like that at all. Mm.
0: I've had people on the show before, um, postnatal depression, things like that, and and now the mm-hmm. guests then look back and said, you know, I can see all the things that would have helped me, and they're all the things that I would not do.
1: Mm-hmm. I am, it's easy to say, oh, do this, do oh, this. Oh, God, I'd I'll, I'll say do this, do that, and I'll, I'm going to be doing them as soon as I leave here, you know. And but hope, but I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I'm definitely going to get some beers when I leave here. But it's just, oh God, to help someone is I I can't as a counseling student as well because I'm. Counseling it to, you know, doing their degree and it's just you can't help someone. They have to want to help themselves. Yeah. You you can give them all the advice giving is like a no no. Yeah. It's an absolute no no. It just they have to want to do it themselves. They do you want to do it yourself? I <laughs> bloody hell. I knew it was coming that one um i yeah not yet not yet of course i i I, say i'll say i have to
0: i have to do it yeah yeah but you're just giving you're just actually giving me a mental mentally and and almost correct answer yeah yeah but I'm, i'm not seeing any conviction in
1: it no no absolutely not and i have to do it And hopefully I will do it, but I do not have an answer for you there. Do I want to do it right now today? No. No is the answer. And I have, I've got time. (laughs) This is just such an addict's response, isn't it? (laughs) I've got time and I've got a nice place to live. Uh, But. Not, not today. Not, I don't want to do it today. No, so tomorrow you can give me all that I need. Oh God, that was the worst response ever. <laughs> Sorry
0: about that one. So, in an ideal world, what does the next um, three to five
1: years look like for you? Uh, three to five years. Um, so I will. I will. Finish my degree, which I've only got two years left of, and I will start working, and I will control my drinking. But no, so in three to five years, I will def, I'll finish my degree. I will start working uh, in drug and alcohol, because even even if I am bloody drinking, I think I still have so much to offer. You know, even I might not be practicing what I preach, but I can. I think I can still get people. I have a very good way of talking to people, and I think I can help them out of their horrible situations they may be in. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're a simple situation, but you know, it's relative to the human being, I guess. And yeah. um so that's where I want to be in five years. I'd love to have a partner. Hopefully, about. No, nineteen twenty, yeah, and then I'll be yeah. earning good money, and she can just have the babies and live at home. <laughs> are, we really? still, are we still recording now? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, lovely younger lady for sure. Yeah, mm, that's the ultimate dream. My ultimate dream is uh, thirty-five girls, girl, girl. Sorry, not girls. No, oh, next question. Ah. <laughs> That's a no. Stop. Stop stop recording. All
0: right. So, (laughs) is there anything else you want to add add
1: to this? (laughs) No, I want to be married at thirty-five with a young lady. No, sorry. What was the last question? It was. um, Is is there anything else you want to add here? You want to add here? Don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't ever give up on yourself. Uh, life it's going to throw it's just it's life is hard it's hard for everyone there's no there's nothing easy about it and you know the amount of people i talk to is just just keep going just keep plodding along and that that's it don't give up just try and work if you want to try and work your shit out if you want to, which I'm, you know, which that's what I'm trying to do is trying to figure what the fuck I'm, <laughs> what I'm here for. What I don't like, life is a mystery, man. Yeah. And it's just what is the purpose? Of it exactly, yeah. and and it's brilliant. It's uh, yeah. and that's why I love, I love it, and yeah. that's why I hate it as well. Yeah. And but so just keep keep going, yeah. keep plodding along, keep keep doing it. And just, yeah, just make your life as you want to make it. Uh, I I don't know. I, I'm struggling with mine, so I can't, I can't really, you know. But, yeah, that's what I would say. Just keep, for any other alcoholics or drug addicts out there, I would just say just keep trying. keep Keep going. Don't give up. Don't. That's once you give up, you're gone don't give up, keep going you've always got more, always got more to give, forever like it, it doesn't matter if you're 60 15, 80 you've always there's, you can change your life like that and that is the most beautiful part, the most interesting part of life I think is just that you can change it, bang like that and that's fantastic for me that's, yeah, it's really good
0: Awesome mm. Well James Thank you very very much For being super open Super honest Super vulnerable um,
1: <laughs> Thank you
0: Sorry I'm pretty sure that uh, Listeners here will um, Find a lot in that
1: I love you guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> And um, Yeah it's, um, it's like a different podcast To some I've done before but, um, nevertheless, it's still a very real conversation. So, James, very
1: real. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks Bryn. That was, that was nice.